Your Frequency with JMB Radio, presented to you by Motivating Minds, igniting your life with inspiration, motivation, fit tips, and tools necessary to design your mind, body, and live the dream you desire. Welcome world, you're tuning in to JMB Radio. This is episode 69 on our Thirsty Thursday series. And we got a special guest for you guys. Like I said, we're going to keep on banging you ahead with great interviews, inspiring you guys, people that I look up to that um, really are helping the universe and helping others to perform optimal, be better people in general, and um, hopefully just inspire you to create your own and design your own destiny. But uh, this is no other than Dr. Uribe with Upstate Sports and Spine. Um, I had the pleasure actually doing some work with him myself. Um, he repaired me actually, that sounds kind of weird, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he did repair me. Um, I had a injury and he did tremendous work and I'm not the person that really, uh, gets too much work done or else I feel secure type of deal with somebody. So, uh, I could actually vouch for him for what he does and how he really, I mean, just benefits in multiple areas as far as getting people back up on their feet and not only back up on their feet, but also get them to perform even better than they were initially type of deal. Um, just continue to strive for more in their life. But um, I'm going to hand it over actually to Dr. Uribe and uh, let him kind of just give you guys a gist and that of his company too. Again, this is his own brand, guys, his own company. He's done this for a while, but he's actually created his own business and his own adventure. And again, this is all about entrepreneurship and being your own CEO and creating your own business and continue to find your purpose and your passion and and strive and thrive off of that. So he's in line with what he's supposed to do. He found his niche, his gift, and he's continuing to change lives each and every day like we strive to provide over here at JMB. So none other than Dr. Uribe, my man. Excellent. Thanks, Josh. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I've been a chiropractor for I'm going to sound old here. Actually, 10 years, almost uh, this year. I got a, a note from the school I hadn't even remembered, but it was a, a 10-year alumni thing. And I'm like, wow, I'm getting, I'm getting old here. <laughs> I, I, yeah, right. I, I, I initially started practicing in Kansas City. I was there for oh, five and a half, six years. Then I moved up here to Rochester, and I've been here now going on about five years. I joined a practice here in the Victor area initially, and then about two and a half, going on three years ago, I kind of left there and branched out into my own office. And that's when we came up with uh, the name Upstate Sports and Spine. At the time, it was because I was doing a lot of sports injury work. You know, um, everything from runners with Achilles tendon and plantar fascia problems to throwers and weightlifters with rotator cuff issues. And kind of everybody in between weekend warriors, you know, higher level semi-pro athletes and kind of across the map. Um, That's kind of what got Josh and I together was his background in in training. But he, he himself as a patient had an injury that, was well-suited for some of the work we did. Uh, we were able to help uh, get him over the hump there. We, we did a specific treatment called um, EPAT, or shockwave therapy. And uh, that's kind of a unique thing to our office here. We, we do that for everything from kind of the same thing I mentioned, Achilles tendonitis, rotator cuff injury, uh, things around the hip and groin, um, IT band syndrome, runner's, runner's knee, shin splints, golfer's tennis elbow, Plantar fasciitis um, are, are really the more common kind of muscular tendinous injuries. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, you had a little different scenario, but it was kind of the same thing. Connective tissue, yeah. muscle damage, and it helps to both make the tissue 
more elastic, brings more blood flow, promotes more healing. And actually, kind of like what he said, you want to get the person better, stronger when you're done. You, know, you don't want to do anything that's going to potentially cause him problem long term from doing what he wants to do, whether it be weight training, running, jumping, you know. And, and certain things like, and I'm not here to beat anybody up, but, you know, cortisone is not, it's not healthy for your body. Correct, yeah. You know, so sticking cortisone in that sore elbow or in that sore shoulder, while it, yeah, can take your pain down and reduce inflammation. It's, it's like not, a Band-Aid. It is, it's right? a Band-Aid. Yeah. Right? It's not making your tissue healthier. There's a reason they only let you have a certain number of shots over a certain amount of time because they know it's breaking down the tissue wherever they give you that injection. And I'm not anti-cortisone. I think there's a time and a place for it. But, right. you know, it is not the best thing to help your body heal, and it's not going to give you optimal performance. You know, it's a it's a short term. It's like putting a piece of bubble gum in the leak in the dam. Yeah. You know, eventually <laughs> it's, it's not so going to last forever, right? And so I want to offer my patients things that are actually a true fix, you yeah. know, where you you come out better than when you started and you can go back to doing what you want to need to do. And in your case, that was train yourself and train your clients. Correct. Right? So it's very important. So that's one aspect. You know, the other thing that we really focus on is, and we made kind of a switch here recently, is to really looking at the anatomy and, and the neurology of basically the head and neck um, or, or the junction between the head and the neck more specifically. So you guys on the, the podcast here obviously won't be able to see this, but I'm going to show Josh some things here on the computer here in a little bit. I was just about to say, actually, I'm looking at some cool, unique uh, <laughs> x-rays here and that yeah. over on uh, Dr. Uribe's uh, laptop. But um, we we are recording, actually, Facebook Live, so head over to um, Jambi Fitness on Facebook, and you guys can probably watch the video. It'll be up there. Type yeah, video. yeah, you'll be able to see some of this, So hopefully. you can see some so, of the images. The For years, we've used regular you know, x-rays or radiographs, we call them, and, and they're just... They're kind of like a two-dimensional photograph almost. We position you in a certain place and we take a picture and we can see the, the bony anatomy in particular of whatever's within in, in the, the film there, if you will. There's some pros and cons to that. It's quick, it's easy, it's relatively inexpensive. It's a good screener, but the amount of detail and the way we can see the anatomy is somewhat limited. So as technology you know, progresses, we've, we've kind of upped our game here to, to use what's called a, a cone beam CAT scan or computed tomography device, which is the only place you're going to see it besides what we do in our clinic and a couple of my colleagues around town. It's much more commonly used in the dental world. And the reason being is that it does a great job, as Josh can see here, anybody on Facebook Live, how well it shows dental anatomy. Wow, yeah, I was just about to say that. So amazing. in an x ray, you know, it, it is in essence, you have a, a, in the old days, we still had film, but you have a receptor plate behind the patient. And we're going to call it the camera for, for terminology in front of the patient. And the camera shoots out the x-rays and they pass through the body. And the more dense the body is, it blocks some of that from passing through to the film behind it. And the more that blocks, like bone is very dense. So no, very little x-ray goes through the bone. Your skin's not as dense, so more passes through it. So that's why you see that, we call it gradient, or, or but it's, it's the difference in the, the, oh, okay. the picture there, if you will. So in an x-ray, things that are more dense show up lighter in color more gray more white things that are less dense or more dark gray or black and so this is the, what an x-ray would look like a cat scan takes it's still ionizing radiation so it's kind of the same technology behind the scenes of how it captures it but the way it does it instead of taking a 2d picture in one plane this thing it spins around the patient's head they sit and it just kind of rotates and it takes information as it goes and it, and we have it set up it takes 500 plus slices Shots. of information 
And then the computer, then the software takes that and builds these the, the, the model, if you will. So we get information from this plane of view, which is kind of the lateral. We get one from kind of what we would call the front to back. Um, so you can see here if my computer cooperates, it'll take a second. Um, so that's the rear shot, actually. The, well, you you can look at it as either front to back or back to front. Oh, okay, it's, yeah. It just kind of depends on how we how yeah. we have it oriented. Um, but but we see the jaw down here. Yep. There's the top of this kind of bottom of the skull eye, eye area there, and then we can kind of look at it from underneath or above. Again, it depends on how you orient it. But there's um, the nose. And this would be like coming looking up from underneath, so to speak. But once it gathers all these slices, it can then take it and it can build this 3D model. Wow. So I'm actually, we, as we sit here today, we are looking at this patient's actual anatomy of a bony anatomy. Total bone structure. Yeah. And, and it's just like if we were holding a, a plastic model in our hands. We can yeah. turn it, look at it, move it. We can rotate it. And we can actually look down. This is pretty amazing. That's the opening where your spinal cord travels down your spine. Oh, wow. So these are like your sinus bones and different things up here. But the cool thing is, it's fun to look at it this way. Yeah, it's, it's kind of Yeah, it's kind of cool. We, we, and, and again, this is really shows dental anatomy extremely well. But it also shows anatomy of the neck in particular very well. If when it actually captures it, it's not just capturing bone only. Mm -hmm. So we can see the patient's face. Wow, you could so you could totally see that. Wow, isn't that interesting? So you could pull the skin right so off. So I, let, I literally have a, a slider to take skin and flesh off the model. That's amazing. So just from a, a technology standpoint, this is light years ahead of X-rays. Yeah. Right? So hold on. So what is what was this? What is this again? Yeah, what so, kind, yeah. is this a so certain this imager is a, that you use? Yep. Like machine? It's a machine called it's it's called a CAT scan machine. So everybody's probably heard of the CAT scan. Yeah. That stands for computed tomography. And it's basically again, it's very similar to an X-ray the way it gathers the information. It uses ionizing radio waves to get the data, if you will. And they actually still, again, before we have the computer reconstruct it, they kind of look like an X-ray, right? Yeah. But this is called a cone beam. And so think of like an ice cream cone, right? Narrow at the top, wider at the bottom. So that's saying it's, it's kind of shooting out that in the shape of, a, of an ice cream cone, kind of, as it gathers the information. And so, it, it again, you sit in this chair. You kind of have your head rest in this little thing, and you got to get strapped in. And then the, the machine, if you will, circles the head. It just makes a big rotation, and it's gathering information as it passes around you. And it, and it takes about 20 seconds is all to make a full rotation and gather all the information, and you're done. Quick. Super fast. Wow. Um, it's actually less radiation than a standard x-ray series. So it's less exposure to the patient, which is which That's is healthier. That's what we want. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's a better way to <laughs> do it. That's what we want. So less risk, if you will, and, and much better reward, much reward. more information. And the reason we actually care about this for what we do is – we really want to focus on what's happening at the base where the base of the skull sits on the top of the neck, that junction. Okay. You have a, probably a, a 12, 13 pound head or bowling ball yeah. sitting on this little two ounce ring of bone. Mm -hmm. And all that holds that together are, are just connective tissues. The joints are kind of like if you hold your hands like this, they're just these little shallow pads. And that top of the skull on the neck it kind of looks like this, so it allows for that glide back and forth, and that's a lot of our chin move, tuck man. and head tilt, right? Okay. But then the next joint down is the C1 vertebra sitting on C2. C1 is kind of like a ring 
or a hula hoop, I say, and see two is kind of like a stick. And so when they fit together, we call this one the atlas and this one the axis, but they slide in and that's where we get all of our rotation. Oh, rotation. So this axis is an axis of rotation and it goes like this. So we can see right here the looking from underneath or up above, however you want to look at it. We can see the ring of the atlas right here. So that's that atlas ring. And then that little circle in the middle, that's, that's looking at the stick. So if it was like this, we're looking at it this way. Oh, okay. okay? Yeah. So same thing here on this model from the back here. There's the atlas right here. Whoops, sorry, I don't mean to turn it. There's the atlas right here, oh, and then man. there's the little wow. stick sticking You could totally see that see in it. vivid detail. I'm super detailed. <laughs> right? And so the cool thing is we're, we care about is, so if, if you have the base of the skull, there's an opening that the brain you know goes into and turns into the spinal cord, mm -hmm. and that transition is called the brain stem. So the brain stem leaves the skull and sits in that ring, mm -hmm. which is called the frame and magnum. So you can kind of see the ring where my cursor is there. Yeah. But it's, it's well, let's go this way. But there's that tunnel or canal, right, spinal yep. canal. And then the next vertebra, the C1, sits underneath of it. So what you, you want is you want those rings to stack. Total alignment. A total alignment. If that atlas, for example, slips over to the side, yeah. then your, your diameter, your hole size changes a little bit, right? Yeah. And that's not good because what's in the hole Nerves. is your brain tissue, yeah. Yeah. right? So the brain stem is the really interesting part of this whole equation because... When we develop as an embryo, the very first thing when the sperm and the egg start to, to combine and grow, they call it a stalk, but the stalk is actually the beginnings of the brainstem. It's the first part of us that develops. Really? And then the stalk grows up to a bulb, which becomes the brain, and it grows down, to which becomes the spinal cord, and everything starts to branch off and grow from there. Wow. So the brainstem is the very first thing that develops. There's a famous person you probably know of. He was an actor who played Superman, and he injured... On a fall off a horse, he injured this part of his neck and injured his brainstem. Christopher Reeve, oh, okay. right? Yep. And and this is kind of a morbid topic of conversation, but people can get damaged, right? They can even get shot sometimes, and it, and it, and it damages part of their brain, but they they survive. They They're survive, okay, yeah. right? And you can get in a car accident or a fall or something, and you can injure the spinal cord down below, and you may not be able to walk, or but but you survive. But you can survive, yeah. But if you damage that brainstem. Game over. That's it. That's it. Because there's no longer, the body's no longer able to communicate between the brain and the rest of the body. The rest of the body. That's, that's the cross. Access point. That's the access point. Wow. So that, and that's actually housed, the base of it's housed right at that junction in our neck. So us as chiropractors, or, or really me as an upper cervical specific chiropractor, most of my focus chiropractically is at that junction because that's brainstem's respiration, heart rate, to some degree, blood pressure, digestion, immune response, posture. Yeah. Everything's brainstem. Yeah. So, yes, things are important like back pain, sciatica, right? Correct. You know, but this stuff's kind of bigger, bigger picture. Bigger picture, yeah. Right, and and so by having this level of analysis, it gives me a literal blueprint of exactly if there's a problem there, and if so, how, how is it misaligned? Where's the stress coming from? Because I got to know which way it went wrong in order to know which way I have to fix Correct. it. Right. So yeah, yeah, you're almost you're almost going all the way to the top of the like the nucleus of you got the it. problem, the Absol central point. Couldn't have said it better. And Absolutely. then you come back from that yep. type of deal. But like you're saying, I think it sounds like a lot of people's occurrence happens in that region type of deal, and that's why 
a lot of things are not uh, properly firing per se. You got it. And so on and so forth. And that's why I think a lot of times, I think you see this probably all the time, but even myself, um, and I'm not speaking like a chiropractor or such, just for my practice, but I tell a lot of people, usually the, the, the issue where it hurts at is usually not the problem. Usually it's it's somewhere else dealing with fascia and or in this essence what yeah. we're talking about here you know um and you're ta- you're going right to the nucleus of of an issue per se and making sure everything you know the the kitchen's connecting to the you know yeah. the bedroom per se yeah. you know and and you know there's a lot of analogies you can use you know I think in in, in the weight training and strength training and fitness industry probably the best the best analogy would be you know it's 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 almost analogous to core strength. Correct. Yes. Right. It you all know, it, it all ties the into the core. Right? <laughs> it's it's all where core. everything crosses yeah. over, and if that's off, you're going to have a hard time doing anything. Everything. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of the same thing here. My best analogy I've ever figured out for this is if we kind of think of the brain as a as a little tiny island, mm-hmm. but on that island is all the important governmental offices and all kind of the the, the, the well, brain, but but all the Kind of the administrative stuff is controlled on that little island. Yeah. The body's a much bigger island next door, mm-hmm. where everything else happens. That's where the people live and the factories yeah. are, and everything's happening. And the bridge that connects the islands is your brainstem, right? So if this is kind of back in the old days of, of technology, where whatever decisions are made on the little island in the brain, they have to go to the body. Somebody has to carry them out on a truck, or yeah. whatever, right? So it's got to cross the bridge to get there. And then something happens on the big island, they got to get word to the small island that something happened and they got to, they got to courier it back and forth, okay? So let's say in the big island, you know, maybe you have a, a crew that's supposed to build a new roadway to go to these new houses, but they don't have the blueprints. They got to come from the big island. They got all the supplies there. They just yeah. don't, they don't have the blueprints to know what to do with it. So they just sit there and they're waiting and waiting for the for the, bit, the little island to deliver the blueprint. Well, what if you know there's road construction on the bridge and they're down a lane? Well, it's going to take longer to get it. And if they're down two or three lanes, now everything's wow, going to be a really gridlock, an issue. Wow. right? So that's how I kind of explain why the brainstem because it's the bridge, it's the communication, it's the heart of it. Everything else can be perfect. You can have all the supplies there to build this new roadway, and the blueprints can be perfect. But if the blueprints can't get can't delivered, get delivered. No then your physical kind of screwed, frame is right? screwed. Yeah, yeah, screwed. yeah, that's a good and, analogy. And the same thing if if the construction people building the road run out of concrete and they got to get permission to order more concrete, well, that's got to come from the big island. Yeah. And if they can't get the word back or out of concrete, everything stalls. Everything stops. Right. And so, unfortunately for Superman, his bridge it it went out. It went out. And and it couldn't be repaired. And wow. and that was game over. And both both islands that's fell it. under. Yeah, and wow. so we're 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 the maintenance guys for the bridge, basically. Is how I look yeah. at it. Yeah, I like that. You know, but I got I got to understand what's happening on the bridge. Where? Why is there slowdown? Why is there a gridlock? Why is there road construction? And how do I fix the problem? And this new technology gives me an unbelievable roadmap. And I'll show you the difference in what I mean by that. So in the old older days, this was literally just I've had. We've been using this for just several months now. Is all. This is a. It's not a great picture. Certainly, guys on Facebook won't be able to see this very well. But this. So we can see, or hopefully Almost, Josh can yeah, see, no, I was you can kind of see the joint the yeah. a little bit here, a little bit here. You can see that little guy, that like my little, whoops, my little fingertip coming up in the middle there. Yeah. That's, that's again, that's the atlas that, and the ring, the rotational axis, right? Now, point. this is sliced at 160 millimeter thick slice, okay? This is basically what an x-ray looks like for detail-wise. Now, I can shrink this down 
and this is what I use is a 750 nanometer slice here and there's the difference in detail of the anatomy that's that's not so even now a those question. joints are super easy to see right? <laughs> yeah now you right. can see them so when analyzing this person this person was in a boating accident about 10 years ago and had a head injury head and neck injury and they've had a, a laundry list of problems ever since everything from I think nice the patient was like 19, wow, 20 really? years old when it happened. And she was told, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to have kids from it. Her hormones were all over the map. Um, headaches. She's had fainting spells. She's been in and out of a wheelchair. But what finally brought her in for us to do this was she, over the last three months, has gone from about 130 pounds to 97 pounds. Every single time she eats or drinks anything at all, she immediately throws it up. Wow. And she's been to the Cleveland Clinic twice. Um, she's been all over the map here between U of R and RG. I mean, she's been everywhere getting all kinds of different, you know, gastroenterology studies, neurology. She's had every kind of test you can think of and they, nobody says they can find anything wrong with her, and, and, but she can't keep any food down. So finally I said, well, you know, we got to We got to take the next step here. Let's get this imaging and, and find out what's going on because we knew she had this history of old trauma. Up there. Yeah. So when we look at this picture here, this right here where my cursor is, this is the left side base of the skull so that'd be kind of like right back behind your ear almost where it's your like skull sits on the neck well yeah so we can kind of see we see that part of the bone and then this is the left side here of the first vertebra okay. and then we can see this kind of diagonal line there that's the joint in between the two right here that little shadow line okay yeah. and then we see the right side of the base of the skull and the right side of the atlas here or c1 and there's the joint between the two now if we're looking at alignment wise the edge of the base of the skull here, what's called the, the occipital condyle, should line up like you're stacking blocks perfectly on top of each other with the atlas or C1. And there's a joint there. And that that these little white lines, they – sorry, I'm blowing this up. I like that. You're zooming right in on this thing, guys. <laughs> they, they line up pretty well, right? So that – where my cursor is going back and forth there, there, there's a pretty straight kind of – they're stacked yeah, up. Yeah, they're right? almost – but if we look at this right side of the joint, here's the edge of the, the skull, and we got to kind of take a stair step over. Do you see that right, yeah, right there? It's definitely a ridge. So there's a ridge there. So we're like, okay, maybe it looks like that, that C1 has slipped to the right just a little bit. So we say, okay, let's further evaluate that. So if we go back and we look at, I got kind of a, a picture gallery here, snapshots I took to show you. If we do a, a study where we pull up a different view of this over here, um, and on this picture, and I don't want to go too in-depth with this, but we, yeah. we, we draw a line here. It's called an arch angle, and we can see the front of this atlas, this ring. And then once we get that line drawn, the blue line, this cross line you see, is almost like we can take a camera and we can just pan it, just like this, following along that ridge. And we can see what's happening to the joints along that, okay. that ridge. So this is the left joint right here between the base of the skull and the first vertebra. And again, these edges, if they're, everything's right, they should line up. So there's the edge of the skull. And then we have to kind of go down a ways to find the edge of atlas. So atlas is kind of underlapped underneath the skull on the left side. Mm -hmm. So I don't have two things, but let's say, let's say this is one bone and this is the other, right? I'll even use my thumb here, for example. If, if my thumb slides over this way, it's going to underlap on one side and then it should overlap 
on the opposite on side. The opposite you know side. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so then we say, okay, fine, let's go see if we're seeing that. So we go to the right side of the joint, same picture. Now we see the blue line on the right side of the joint over there. Yeah. And we look at, there's the base of the skull, there's the first vertebra, and sure enough, it's, yeah. overlapping it's overlapping on that side. So we know definitively now that in this patient's case, her atlas, her first vertebra, has slipped. Instead of being here centered, it slipped over like this. Yeah. And so now those two holes totally shifted. are off. Yeah. And she's about three millimeters of shift. That doesn't sound like a lot, right? There's yeah. 25 millimeters in an inch. But if we figure that, that if, if, if my finger was a nerve and we had a feather and I laid that feather on my finger, that weight of the feather is enough to make that nerve misfire. That's all the pressure it takes to screw up nerve flow. Yeah. Okay? So a bone moving yeah, three that. millimeters yeah, is a lot more than a feather's worth serious. of pressure. Serious. Yeah. Right? So right now, we know exactly what's going on. You know, her head, her, her head and her neck are not, they're not sitting over the top of each other. They're, they're, I mean, you could use the word kinked, I guess, yeah. but, but they're misaligned. Not only do we know it's misaligned, we know how it's misaligned. And we know, you know, millimeters and degrees and rotation and things, and I won't go through all that, but we know exactly how it's out of whack. So, therefore, we also know what it's going to take to realign, realign it properly. It. Yeah. You know, so now we're starting to just yesterday did the first treatment to get this thing heading back in the right direction. And, it, and it's a very, uh, you know, people have these ideas of what chiropractors do when it's, you know, I say snap, crackle, pop. It's like Rice Krispies. Right? Yeah. It's always, you know, this heavy-handed, loud, aggressive, potentially painful process. That's I'm not here to argue that one way or the other. And, and we do all kinds of different work in my office. But this area in particular, we treat with a very delicate hand. You know, this is a very, this is small anatomy. These are delicate small bones, delicate connective tissues, especially in places where you may have connective tissue damage from an old injury like a yeah. boating accident. So we use very light force adjustments the amount of pressure I use to, to get that atlas is probably about that. Wow. That's all, that's all so the pressure I need. Very light. Very, very light. you know, very conservative, I would say, is in our approach. But very exact and specific. Yeah. Well, you know very well I mean? calculated. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What you need to do. I think that what you just said there, though, real quick, as far as the misconception of chiropractor, the word, um, it, it's like me speaking out of ignorance here. Um, I've always correlated chiropractic to just work and it was yeah. more or less not a snap crackle pop yeah, right? right and i'm not and i'm not going to be lie because i always it was always kind of like eh, i'm not a big cr snap crackle pop kind of guy you know but and then you know obviously making that connection like i said going to you for some work done realizing that is so limited and yeah. simple-minded to think that way what you guys specialize in so when you see the word chiropractor there's a huge umbrella there type of yeah. deal, I believe. Um, and it's awesome because I'm welcome to that world now, though. I understand, I get more, wow, you, you guys do a lot of different stuff, man. And it's, and again, I got great help. I was, you know, back at it in less than you know, four weeks or yeah. so type of deals. But and I, and I appreciate that. And I think it's like anything, you know, you, certain trainers, they train competitors only. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right. And yeah. other people, all they want to work on is, is moms yeah. or, you know, there's a huge variety, correct. right? And their approaches are different and their tools are different. And, 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 every, and that's the same thing with any, any profession. I think chiropractors, we don't have as much, people don't know about us as much as the general medical community, but, but, you know, medical doctors are, are, I don't know how many different specialties there are. There's more, and more yeah, there's, days, <laughs> but, you know, there's, a neurologist who's different than a 
family practice doctor, but within neurology, there's neuro-ophthalmology, there's neuro-endocrinology. I mean, there's, there's so many little niches. Yeah. In They're all still medical doctors. Correct. Yeah. But they have their specialization. They have different tools, different approaches, different ways of doing things. Chiropractic is no different. Unfortunately, we, I think, as a profession, don't do as good a job of differentiating ourselves to the public and, and saying what our strengths are. Mm-hmm. I think some chiropractors fall into this trap of it's not as easy for us to get new patients as a medical doctor, you know? Yeah. And so we sometimes maybe try to do too much and have too broad of an umbrella. But at the end of the day, what you're looking for and what you want to get out of it will should dictate who you go to, right? Correct. Some some chiropractors here, even in Rochester, specialize in the the health and wellness side of it, but they what made they, they do you know more with nutrition, yeah, weight loss services, supplementation, meal plans. Is that chiropractic? Well I guess yes and no. Correct. You know, traditionally, chiropractic is this idea is using the spine to improve the body's health because the spine is what allows you to help take pressure off the, the nervous system. And that's kind of the core, in my opinion, of what chiropractic is. Yeah. But it is a it is a health and wellness Oh, yeah, industry. it's an umbrella, yeah. Yeah, and so 100%. I think, you know, you can kind of, of go in a lot of different directions. Some people, and I used to be much more sports injury centric. I mean, I did, I still do that, mm-hmm. but I, I don't. I don't only do that. Correct. Um, some chiropractors only work on pediatrics. That's their specialty, is, yeah. is or, or or what I call mother-child chiropractic. So they help women during pregnancy with issues, post-pregnancy things, and then and also treat you know the, the kids throughout the time. And that's a niche or, or that's a specialization. Yeah. You know, training's different. You have to go back and do a lot more education in those areas. But the general public doesn't. They don't always know, right? Yeah. They just think a chiropractor is a chiropractor. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, and dentist is a good model, right? There's periodontist, there's yeah. dentist who all they do is, is braces only. Yeah, braces, some yeah. do implantation only. Some, but you know, and so I think a good thing for people listening is that you know, depending on what you're looking to get accomplished, may change which office you go to, it, and it should, right? Everybody has different strengths yeah. and weaknesses, so. Oh, that's okay. that, I told okay. you, it's real and okay. raw, guys. I just got a text. Okay. But. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so we, we, I've chosen to kind of shift my practice, not away from other things, but just to be more inclusive of this This upper net that we're talking about. Because to me, if I can help, and and here's kind of the anatomy that we look at up there. We talk a lot about brainstem, which is, you know, like I said, immune response, respiration rate, there's some blood pressure regulation things, there's digestive help, there's postural support. It's, it's a big comprehensive piece of our neurological system. But there's also blood flow in and out of the head, goes through that area. There's CSF or cerebral spinal fluid in and out of the you know, brain that goes through that area. There's, there's a very important nerve that lays against that atlas, that vertebra called the vagus nerve. And that vagus nerve is, uh, it's a really interesting nerve. It's one of the longest nerves in the body. It's one of the busiest nerves. It has a ton of, it, of activity or innervation that it does. But one of the things that it does is, is it helps to increase what's called our parasympathetic nervous system tone. And so if you, you kind of hear this, this what's called the autonomic side of our nervous system, which basically means automatic. It's kind of what happens behind the scenes. It's, it's a survival part of our nervous system. So sympathetic, we always hear a fight or flight, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Josh is running through the woods one day training, you know, looking like Rocky, getting ready to fight Ivan Drago or something <laughs> out there, and a bear jumps out. Yeah. And he's got to decide, oh, what do I do? Do I fight this bear do I run for my life? Yeah. But whatever he chooses to do, the body needs certain systems to be online, right? It needs his eyes to be dilated so he can see really well his environment. Right. His, his, his overall sense is heightened. 
He hears better. He sees better. He'll even smell better. His body doesn't necessarily care to digest that protein shake that he ate. Yeah. I usually say he's Big Mac and fries, but Josh <laughs> would never eat that. <laughs> Not right? the Big Mac, no. right? No. <laughs> <laughs> so his body doesn't really care about what he had for lunch that day. That's not important. So it's gonna it's gonna take blood and nutrients and supplies away from the digestive system, and it's gonna push it over to what's gonna keep him alive: heart and lungs for running and cardiovascular, skeletal muscle system, so he can fight or run or do whatever. And it's gonna make him hyper aware, hyper acute. His brain's on overdrive. Everything's go 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 go. Right? Parasympathetic. It's a teeter totter. If one side's up, the other side has to be down, or vice versa. Okay. Parasympathetic is what we call Thanksgiving. I call it Thanksgiving nervous system. Yeah. Rest and digest. Okay. Everything slows down. You want to take a nap. You want to hibernate like the bear. You yeah, want to digest yeah, your food. Bear. You want to, yeah, you just want to lay around. Your skeletal muscles, now everything's going to digestive tract, right? It's going to let the body recharge its batteries, digest its food. And those things cannot be up together. They have to be one or, one or the other. Okay. And a huge percentage of our society, we're locked in this side of sympathetic all the time. And what does that do? It makes us not sleep well at night. You know, we can't, we can't fall asleep. We can't turn our brain off when we lay in bed. We're restless, right? We always, we can't sit still. We can't, we can't relax. We don't digest our food well. And in kids, what does that manifest itself as? Attention deficit, hyperactivity. You know what I mean? And so the vagus nerve, which is, when vagus nerve is stimulated and working properly, it helps ramp up the parasympathetic side of the teeter-totter, okay? Which will bring down the sympathetic side. So parasympathetic is kind of, if, if, you, if you stimulate vagus nerve, it's like it's pumping the brakes on the body. It's slowing all that down, okay. right? It's, it's mellowing you out. It's taking the edge off. You sleep better. Your digestion improves. Your focus and concentration are better, right? So we see kids with ADD, ADHD stuff because if there's, you know, strain and stress in that upper neck area, that's going to irritate that vagus nerve system. Okay, and by getting proper alignment, it's like we're stimulating vagus properly. We're we're, we're equaling out that that stimulus, and we're pumping the brakes, and we're, we're bringing sympathetic back up, kind of letting sympathetic depress Try. down, yeah. and we level those kids out. Gotcha. And it, and you know, the general medical community they understand it. They want to do the same thing, and, and they say, well, your hormones are off. Well, this is what Josh talked about: the nucleus, right, the top of the yeah. pyramid, right. So if you look at this pyramid of how our bodies work. People come into Josh because they want to perform. I'm going to put words in your mouth here, but they want to improve their performance in some capacity. Mm-hmm. They want to lift more, run faster, look better, sleep better, be quicker on their whatever the case may be. They want to improve performance. But what's performance controlled by at the end of the day? Really, it's chemistry. Correct. Right? It's hormones, yes. it's nutrition, it's chemistry. It's a lot of chemistry. Right? But in our body, what controls our chemistry? Well, it's our glands, right? It's our kidneys, it's our adrenal glands, it's our pituitary, our thyroid, because they secrete all of our. Hormones, hormones, chemical messengers, yeah. everything we need. Like even it's, you know, our pancreas, right? It's increased stuff to digest our food properly. Yep. But what controls how our glands work, right? So we have the pyramid here. Bottom of the big base of the pyramid is performance. The next step up the pyramid is chemistry. And then it's glands. But what controls our glands? It's our nervous system. That's, that's right Because it tells everything what to do. Yeah, that tells it to go right? and not go in. Exactly. <laughs> so then what, what protects our nervous system? What protects our brain? Our skull, what protects our spinal, our, our spinal cord is our, our spinal column. So that's kind of, if you want to look at it, the top of the pyramid. Yeah. So if you, if you want to impact performance, mm-hmm. where's the best place to start? Go to the top. Top of the food chain. Top of the food chain. <laughs> top right? of the food but chain. But where, 
But what is what is the and I'm not picking on General Medical. I'm like kind of am. But where do they where do they like to put their where do they put all their the eggs in the basket? Line. One step yeah. up, which is what chemistry. It's chemistry, yeah. Damn, right? Like, yeah. They don't go up the chain. And that's what I. It's funny is you're saying. Well, it's kind of what I say as far as even uh, with physical fitness type of deal, and what I strive to provide is more or less. I'm big on the on the philosophy as far as the body follows the mind. So I'm trying to engage you upstairs type of deal. And Same then thing. I know all the ducks will come in order, you know, type of deal. And Absolutely. that's where results occur. So and it idea. sounds it sounds simple, but it's it is simple. It is but it's, but hard, it's not. It's hard to grasp, but isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard to yeah. yeah. Once you get it going and then it's one thing, but And yeah. and our goal is the same thing, right? We want healthy, happy people to achieve we just say optimal performance, no. full potential. Uh-huh. Whatever that is, we don't even care. Correct. Right? We want everybody to achieve their full potential. You cannot achieve full potential, in my opinion, if you're just, you know, full of pills, potions, and lotions 24-7. I agree. Right? Supplements. Can't do it. And yeah, it's not, it's not going to work. It's not, it's not what it is. Yeah, it's the, the, the medical model that we follow, and this is how I ask my patients, what do you call that thing on the wall that's got a mirror on it behind your sink? What is that thing called? It has a door you can open and close oh, it. The vanity. And uh, that's a good answer. But most people, <laughs> most people would call it what? Your medicine cabinet. I was going right? to say that, Rob, but I was like, I got to be a smart yeah. ass right yeah, now. Yeah, no, that's perfect. But 99% of people thought your medicine yeah, cabinet. Yeah, medicine cabinet. But that's how brainwashed we are to think that we need to have something outside to fix us. Fix us, correct. Right? We're so always looking for a quick yes, fix. Yes, quick fix. Quick and it's fix. always from... Something from the outside in, yep. but our bodies heal from the inside, inside out. Inside out, correct. Yep. I, it's funny right? you're saying that because I was just I was just talking about that actually. Everybody's, and this is why a lot of people sell out per se or whatever you want to say, but everybody wants results but no work. Yeah. You know, they want a supplement to take. They want the 15-minute abs type of deal. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, 15-minute abs. Everybody would be walking around with abs yeah. on, right? If, right? What's a week? I know it's 15-minute it's not realistic. No. It doesn't it doesn't work that way type of deal. And I think philosophically we're just we've and I really believe it, we've been brainwashed. Oh yeah. Comfort. Right? And 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 medical doctors have this 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 big tool in their tool belt and it's called a prescription pad. Hundred percent. And and patients we precipitate this as a patient because we think if we're something's off, if our performance, like I said, is off, whether it's our nose is running too much or we're not whatever, we expect that doctor to hand us something yeah. to get us better. Yeah. And if they say, you know what, just go home and rest more, yeah. or, or you're going to be mad. Correct. You're going to be like, you didn't, you didn't help me. No. What did you do for me? They still think right? something's wrong. Absolutely. And I, I see it all the time. It's yeah. funny you say that exactly. You know, it's you see it time and time again. It's like even like this. A lot of times with people, um, you know, back issues and things of that nature. It's it's a lack of core strength. It's no it engagement. It's, it's no engagement. sedentary lifestyle. It and that's across the board. And, you know, patients would rather say, well, I'd rather take this pill or take this shot yeah. than, than change my lifestyle. I'm taking Oxycontin to relieve my back because I need yeah. it. Or I need, you know, Instead of like, making my core strong. <laughs> make my core strong, right. just exactly. a little bit of movement and, and 100%. And that's why when you ask me to come here, I'm like, I'll jump on all day because I want to get the word out that, hey, there's another, there's another kind of philosophical approach to how we can be and stay healthy. Right. And it doesn't come from pills, like I say, pills, potions, and lotions. That stuff, to me, it, I'm not opposed to it 100% of the time. No, I'm not either. It saves I think lives, there's, it again, there's a time and place, like you're but saying. we overutilize it like crazy. That's why we're having all this trouble with, you know, heroin right now and oxy and all this stuff. Right? 100%. Because it's being overprescribed. We're overutilizing it. And, you know, kids, right, a parent who's told their kid has an attention deficit or 
you know, behavioral disorder. I'm telling you, it's not because that kid doesn't have enough Ritalin well, in their system. Correct. I, I would go back. Right? I'm like, I don't remember how many kids really had that when I was no, in so high school. Now on? it's like everybody's prescribed it. I don't, it's funny you're going off on this like subject, but um, I wanted to talk to you more about this. We're going to have Dr. Uribe up here again, guys. Um, I, I want to pick his brain out a lot. Um, my brain is like exploding right now. And this is why I always like chopping it up with Dr. Uribe. He always drops a lot of knowledge for myself, and I pick up a lot of gems from him, But um, especially when the anatomy and all these things go. But um, the topic that you're going on right now is actually what I want to save. I, I okay. think it needs to be. I, well, think I know you're a, doing some kids' programs. Yeah, and this is why yeah, I think yeah, this yeah. is great coming from a professional and in your practice and that and hearing it from you type of deal. Um, I definitely want to touch upon all that stuff. Okay. You got it. Anytime. Um, we're gonna have them back up here, guys. I don't, I don't, I know we kind of just been on a tangent. Yeah, we kind of go all. Over I there. wanted, I wanted him to explain kind of what he does. He touches on so much other stuff too, guys. Real quick, I mean, a big thing. I don't mean to stray backwards, but the ART stuff, mm -hmm. the active release therapy. I've talked about that before, I believe, on here, but. Um, Dr. Uribe, he really he really nails nails it on the head though. He did some good work with myself, um, with the ART stuff. And this I mean the stuff works, man. Yeah. And it was it was pretty crazy what happened, why why we were why you were performing it and practicing it on myself. Um and I, I think that's another tool that's underutilized, I yeah. almost say, type yeah. of deal. Well, you know, you, you it's it's up to you how much you want to share. But yeah, you, go ahead, you could explain. You had a I guess what was being termed a sports hernia at one point was kind of mentioned in the, you know, diagnosis or whatever with, with your soft, what is going to kind of categorize a soft tissue in Yeah, it was more soft a, tissue. It's a really good way to say it. But, you know, when you look at connective tissue, you know, you have muscle, you have tendons, you have ligaments, you have fascia, you have all these, these components of soft tissue. And they can become very, I like the word dysfunctional, unhealthy. Right, we use them every day. We ask them to do a lot for us. We don't always give them a lot of TLC in return. Yeah. You know, we kind of beat them up and, and, and never really help them out. And that's where everything from you know self treatment, right, foam rollers, massage tools, 100%. are tremendously helpful. 100%. You know, and a lot of these things can be self um, fixed. Fixed yeah. for a better term. Well, you know, it's maintenance. It's maintenance. I always stress yeah. all my clients. It's body it's maintenance. Maintenance, and this is why specifically I wanted you on here because. Maintenance is such a pivotal point, I tell people. It's not all about train, 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 train. You have to take care of that vehicle. Yeah, and there's no question. And, and I'll tell patients, hey, you know, get a get a foam roller, get a you know an inner cell massage stick, get an additive roller. It doesn't really matter. They're, they're all similar. But get one that will work for you and, and pick an area and just, you know, whether it feels great or not, work on it every so often, two or three times a week. Kind of, I call it taking inventory. Right. Work through your calf, work through your quad, work through your hamstrings, work through your glutes, whatever the case. And you're going to find evidence. The body's going to tell you something's going on. Something's wrong. Yeah, whether it's sore, <laughs> it hurts. you feel high, you feel like you go over a, a bump in the road, <laughs> yeah. and that amp, whatever. You know, if you find that, work it out. Yeah. Stretch it, roll it, address release it, it, release it out, and then, you know, and then go on. But if you do that all the time, even when you feel good, and don't wait until you're a wreck, yeah. you're going to kind of keep a lot of these things cleaned up along the way. Now, eventually... You get a bad enough injury where that's that's not enough, or you, you haven't kept up and you kind of fall over the edge of the cliff, you might need to up your game a little bit, you know, and, and that may be massage therapy, that may be, there's a lot of things that work well, but ART is a, stands for active release technique or therapy. It's a very targeted, specific, soft tissue kind of form of myofascial release, we call it, 
where you kind of combine this weird idea of stretching the muscle kind of almost at the same time and giving it like a deep tissue massage sort of is the kind of way yeah. I explain it. But we, we work off this principle that your muscle fibers kind of lay on each other like ropes. And certain ropes tighten and certain ones tighten the other way and it, and it slides past each other and the muscle shortens and that's muscle contraction. And then everything has to go back the other way and the muscle elongates and lengthens out and the fibers have to be able to slide back and forth. When you get an injury in the muscle, it's kind of like those fibers get all gnarled up. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to, we use this word release, but you have to release that out of there and reorient those fibers so they can move past each other. ART is a very, very targeted, specific way to find and release those spots where your ropes are all tied up, okay? And it's, and it's, it's easy to do once you understand the principle, but it's one of the most difficult soft tissue techniques to master, in my opinion, because it requires a really strong anatomical knowledge. Right. yeah. Because you got to know where the muscle exactly starts, where, where it stops. Yep. you got to understand where the fibers are traveling. you got to understand kind of what, what shortens and what lengthens that muscle. So you got to kind of know that whole origin exactly. insertion and innervation yeah. thing, and, and you got to really kind of have a grasp of that. Big muscles are easy, hamstrings, quads, calves. Yeah. You kind of get it. They go up and down, yep. but, you know, they, and you know what they do. But you get into the smaller muscles like in the hip and groin, and kind of all bets are off. As yeah. Josh knows, where his injury was – there's a tremendous amount of anatomy in that area, and they do all kinds of weird pathways and things crisscross, and you get nerves involved, and there's a whole bunch of problems in there. And that's kind of gets – that's a harder area to self-treat oh, yeah. once could, things go wrong. Yeah, I could totally yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah. You it's one thing of, like rubbing on an insertion point on your yeah, elbow and another yeah. when it's in the groin area. You get like in that, that kind of where the torso and hip and pelvis and groin, everything kind of ties together. That is a – it's kind of like the can of worms on, you know, over on the side of town there, man. There's so much crisscrossing and going around itself. It, it's very complicated. But the cool thing is, is that ART makes a muscle more functional, right? Chiropractic tries to make the body more functional, nervous system, health and wellness. I always promote things that build the body up, not break it down, yeah. right? So Josh, everything he's doing is trying to build somebody up, mm -hmm. muscle, strength, endurance, mental side of things right mm -hmm. confidence everything's building you up we don't want to do things that break you down no. cortisone breaks you down and we talk about steroids right but or, or whatever but anabolic steroids they're muscle builders, builders. right yeah. catabolic molecules are breaking down. breaking down so cortisone is a catabolic hormone okay so it is a it is a tissue destroyer mm -hmm. right art is anabolic it helps muscle get bigger stronger more health improves blood flow, blood flow and you know rolfing is kind of like art it's a very very aggressive deep tissue it actually damages the muscle in the beginning kind of like exercise but to make it bigger and stronger, bigger at, the and end, stronger at the end right shockwave therapy which we also implemented to help heal your hip is also anabolic it helps build healthier stronger tissue it increases collagen formation it, it brings all these chemicals in like growth factors and insulin like growth factor and, 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 you know, kind of immune modulators to help that tissue heal can kind of the opposite of cortisone, right? So I choose things in my practice that are, that are builders, that are, that are making the body bigger, stronger, faster, healthier, not breaking you down. Yeah. Drugs do not make us healthier. No. There's no drug on the planet that makes us healthier. There may be a drug that minimizes something, a symptom that's making us feel sick, yeah. but it's not actually making us healthier. The only thing that can do that is our bodies and, and food and nutrition. Right? Preach. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Preach. Yes, you sir. Know? And I'm not anti-supplementation by any stretch. No. You I, know, I, but, I but that, that's another conversation too. Yeah. too, right? But but so ART is amazing. 
it's got to be done properly. You know, it, in, in chiros do it. It was invented by a chiropractor, but some massage therapists will do it. Some athletic trainers are trained in it. Some physical therapists. Yeah. You know, you can find other people that do it. Um, not everybody who does it. The ART has its own website. I always kind of throw this out there. They're a business like anybody else. In order to maintain listing on their website, yeah. you have to keep up your continuing ed with them. And if you don't, they, they pull you off. Yeah. So just because a person may not be on there doesn't mean they don't do it or aren't good at it. Correct. You know, don't don't hold that against one of your providers because they may just not have chose to keep handing these people that? money. Money. Yeah. Yeah. After that year, you know what <laughs> to I mean? use their but name. ART is extremely effective. I think if uh if a person's suffering from a, from a soft tissue problem, that's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, shockwave therapy kind of ups that ante, you know, several levels. If yeah. You will. And, and EPAT or shockwave uses, we call them acoustic pressure waves. The machine kind of looks like a, almost like a mini jackhammer. That's what I was just it, about it to say. It's like a jackhammer. It's like a jackhammer. <laughs> you pat it, right? It's loud. It's kind of click, 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 yeah. click. But it, it sends out these pressure waves. It's actually the, the original version of it was what was used to break up kidney stones. And it would send these, again, pressure waves in, kind of like if you use the idea of when a, an opera singer can get the vibration of her voice just right, the glass will crack. They, they get that pressure wave in, it hits that kidney stone, and the kidney stone just kind of breaks into a whole bunch of pieces, and then they can pass them out. So they, this is kind of, I, I want to say, a miniaturized version of that. It's not that powerful and aggressive. Yeah. We don't have to put you in an operating room and knock you out under anesthesia. We can do it right there. And Josh can explain it. Is it comfortable? Yeah, I mean it's it's not overbearing though. It's yeah, you feel it. You, you know feel something's it. happening. You know what was really good though was that there's actually levels to it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he and what what he actually did, he started off light and just kind of like I even do a training. You get a gauge from the client. You continue to ask how was the comfort level. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying one out of ten. You know, ten being the worst. But uh, and then just continue to crank it up. Even when he was maxed out, it still wasn't. Extreme. It, I mean, you felt it, but yeah, you know, what's you know, happening. correct. If there's no pain, there's no gain yeah. per se, right? But yeah, so I, I say it's it's comfortably uncomfortable. Correct. It's yeah. a weird way to yeah. say it. No, but that's kind of exactly. Accurate, that's right? a great way to put it. And and this is a plug for Josh, but when I do this treatment on patients, whether it's for you know arch or heel pain or plantar fasciitis, whether it's for an Achilles tear or, or whatever it may be. We always start with about four treatments once a week for four weeks. That's kind of our, our starting point. Peace. Honestly, most patients probably take six, seven, eight treatments. The ones who don't are Josh. What I mean by that is healthy, treat their bodies right, fit. Their healing capacity is is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's, and it's not only age, age is part of it, but yeah. who's more sedentary, you know, not as healthy lifestyle, not as good of a diet, they're going to take a lot more treatment because their body doesn't have the good healing capacity. Correct. You know, and, that, and, and that's funny. true of anything. It's funny because, too, I don't mean to cut you off, but it was like, and this is honest to God, words, you know, as I was leaving, it was no training for a minimum of six to eight weeks. And it was no training clients either. They wanted me out for at least three to four weeks. I trained the entire time. Right. For the day even after I trained. I get, how did I train? I didn't train like I was training before. Yeah, I didn't do a lot of demo work. Yeah. yeah. Smart and sufficient. A lot of machine type of work sitting. But... Again, you don't stop the body from moving. Again, sedentary, I think you're just you're killing the body exactly like you're saying. And you'll repair actually faster yeah, if absolutely. you continue to move. Right. Right. And the cool thing with this therapy is is the older versions of it, which which they're still around, but it's called focal shockwave. And we're getting too kind of into depth here, but the older versions are, are more powerful. They they it's a it's a heavier hammer, if you will, to swing at it. The downside is you'd have to 
you wouldn't tolerate it, it would be too uncomfortable. So they have to numb the area, they have to anesthetize it, either knock you out a little bit and sedate you or, or usually like do some local injection and numb the area we're going to treat. Yeah. And once we, once we hit you with the hammer so hard, most of the time you're either going to be minimal or non-weight bearing, um, sometimes even splinted or casted. For like four to six weeks in some cases. Oh, that's correct. So like that, and that's that's pretty typical, like yeah. a foot or an ankle, for example. Yeah. Um, and so an athlete, or, or and you're an elite level athlete, job as well, you know, that's just what you do all day, every day. You would have been out of commission for at least three to four weeks yeah. with that form of therapy. The the newer version, what's called a radial shockwave, no anesthesia. You walk, I always say, you walk in, you get treated, you walk out. You go back to work. You go, you're not down and out. Yeah. Now we may modify, and I always use the triathlete idea is if you hurt your foot and ankle and it hurts to run, we may not have you running, but we may have you biking and swimming still. Exactly. Right. So we, oh. we don't stop, but we modify. Correct. And that's, and like you said, that's tremendously helpful. An example of this medically is in your, in your Achilles, for example, you have these things called progenitor cells inside of the Achilles tendon. I explain them as they're kind of like a kid who doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up yet. They need to turn into tendon cells or tenocytes. What causes this, this kid to understand what he wants to do when he grows up is stretch pressure on the tendon converts the, the progenitor cell into the tenocyte. So how do you do that? Do you do that putting in a cast and not weight-bearing? No. No. You do it getting up, you getting you up and it. on it. Yeah, get on right? it. Put some strain in there. Not excessive. Yeah. Not to the point where it's going to further injure it. But that's why, to some degree... Dust yourself off and walk it off. It, it kind of is really true how the body works. Yeah. So we talked about this prior to when we were talking with, with John Hutchins, but same idea, right? If all you do is go sedentary, stick your leg up and ice the heck out of it, you're slowing down the body's ability to heal itself. Yeah. Now, that doesn't make sense. No. You feel better if you're, you know, if you need that pain. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pain modulator. So I say if you're a wimp, go ahead and yeah, do it. Go. But if you, can if you can tough it out, yeah. you're going to get back in action a lot faster. Yeah. No. And, you know, it helps to have somebody who kind of knows what they're doing guide you as far as what's okay yeah. and what's not, like Josh or myself or a combination to kind of say, you know, red light, green light kind of thing. But that's why I love philosophically, I can wrap my head around shockwave because it's just like what I do chiropractically. It's just giving the body a nudge to let it do its own processes better, faster, more efficiently. Yeah. You know, and that's, I have to have that mesh with me kind of at that philosophical level or I won't do it in my office. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you're the same way. Very 100%. Principled, very yeah. principle-oriented, um, you know, won't recommend anything they don't 100% believe in. And that's why I think we, we clicked off and I believe in what you do. And uh, that's why we have him up on the show today, guys. And we're going to have him actually up probably a lot more if he's willing to come up. Anytime, and uh, man, I enjoy it. This was actually a great conversation. I mean, like, you guys could obviously tell we could keep on going on. I mean, this could keep on going on but we're actually gonna shut it down guys um tons of knowledge i hope you guys rewind actually you guys got to rewind this one because i got to rewind this one i'll be listening tonight but um a lot of good information this guy i like to pick his brain you know and again that's why i continue to tell you guys surround yourself with people you inspire to be like um be the stupidest person in the room all right always learn from your surroundings and i learn a lot from this guy um, I definitely want to talk more to about about his business too, just the business side because I, I know the level of stress that occurs yeah. in that having your own. But um, again, an entrepreneur of himself, he has he has a gift, he has a passion, and he's in line with his purpose, and he's providing for the universe. He's helping people, and that's what we strive to provide, guys. 
changing people's lives, man, each and every day. And um, he's a definition of that. Please go over um, on all the social sites, guys, Instagram, Facebook. Go check out Upstate Sports and Spine. Like the page, at least. Show some support. Show some love. You guys got something going on. You know, their numbers up there, the, the sites up there. Please check them out. Um, great gentlemen. And again, you know, consultation, this guy will bring you in, talk to you for free. It's not a dime. He's not trying to get over on you. He'll talk to you, let you know what he thinks, and then, you know, build a relationship from there. But that was a great thing. He likes to build rapport, just like myself. Let's talk. Let's get to know each other. And then we build something from there. But, um... Also, check out the website, guys, www.jmb4fitness.com. If you're looking for the podcast, click over on the left corner, YouTube, on the right. Um, the video, actually, for this should be up, actually, all over the place. Um, my great marketer is up in the studio, actually, today. She pressured me on video. And, yes, yeah, give it up thanks, for Jen, Jen. guys. Yeah, Jen, thanks, thanks, Gladiator Communications, guys. Check her out, making things happen. Um, again, I know this is a little late, but... I will be up on the We Show tomorrow. Um, I'm sure some recording will happen too, so check that out, Brother yeah, Wee's um, awesome. six thirty in the morning, guys. Um, Thanks for having me, John. Oh, Dr. Uribe, always a pleasure. Yep. This guy is changing people's lives and making them perform not just back to normal or maintenance level, but optimal, and that's what it's all about. Especially like myself and you know, go getters, lions. What I always say: we strive for more. We strive to achieve more. Be more, push more, and just be better people overall. And he's he's helping to provide that outlet. But um, until next Scott, next time, guys, um, continue to show the love, the support. Again, Instagram all over iTunes. Subscribe, please. Like us. Um, this is episode sixty nine with Thirsty Thursdays, and we were picking apart Doctor Uribe's brain, and he's going to give us a lot more. But I'm out. He's out. Jen's out. Peace, love, and deuces. Ask yourself.